You're listening to Preaching Source, a ministry of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary's School of Preaching. I'm your host, Professor Barry McCarty. Our guest today on Preaching Source is Dr. Mark Dance. He's currently the director of Lifeway Pastors in Nashville, Tennessee. He comes to that position after 27 years as a senior pastor in several churches, and he's also been a church planter. So he's a man who knows pastoral ministry and preaching inside and out. Mark, welcome to Preaching Source. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Mark, you're the director of Lifeway Pastors, and that means that on behalf of Lifeway and all of their resources for churches, you're working for serving the 50,000 Southern Baptist pastors. Uh, Describe uh, for us your work at Lifeway. What what is it that you're doing specifically to serve pastors? Sure. Well, I'm kind of a Barnabas, a Baptist Barnabas. I try to encourage pastors those that are healthy as well as those that are unhealthy. And so most of my initiatives have been on the prevention side of pastoral care, uh, doing things like I did today at Southwestern Seminary, uh, hosting a pastor roundtable, probably do uh, quite a few more pastor date nights, which are kind of the same thing, except we have flowers and decorations and we have childcare, and it is truly a date night where we encourage the pastor and spouse together, encouraging them to win at church and home. Wow. What are the qualities of an effective pastor? You, you, and you have a viewpoint, not only as a pastor yourself, but also serving other pastors. As you observe uh, people in good churches, healthy churches, and also people where they're not being very effective, what, what are those qualities that make a pastor effective? Yeah, well, fortunately, I don't have to make this stuff up because it's kind of in our job description. You know, the qualities or qualifications in in 1 Timothy 3 and Titus uh, chapter 2 lay out the kind of person that we should be. And I think that the qualities of of character outweigh a lot of the proficiencies that come with uh, the to-do list that pastors often have. A good pastor is, is a good person in that they're walking with Jesus, that's their number one love, and everything else outflows from that. First commandment, it makes it clear that uh, the most important thing we'll do every day and every week and our whole life is love Jesus. So I think the biggest quality is going to be just how much in love with Jesus that pastor is. Talk to a little bit with us uh, on the importance of preaching in pastoral ministry, and, and how did those two essential roles, pastor and preacher, how do they relate to one another? Well, the you can be a really good preacher and be a bad pastor in the sense that you can be faithful to the text and true, but if you don't genuinely and consistently love your people, all they hear are loud gongs and cymbals. And so they, they need to be fed and they need to be loved. And to be honest with you, if you feed and love your people, they'll follow you anywhere. They'll let you lead them, but first you have to love and feed them. Hmm. So how do pastors become better preachers? Well, 
their love for God comes in two places. Uh, that not rocket science at all. That I don't believe in in fads. Fads are for suckers. So you look back into Acts, and you see the church is growing, and the pastors, the first pastors of the first church, are preaching, and then it stops. It all suddenly stops in Acts chapter six because they stop devoting themselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. God sent the Calvary, the deacons, to come help solve that widow war and, and, and take on some uh, ministries that pastors had taken on themselves and started and subsequently started neglecting prayer in the ministry of the word. So those two simple things make for strong preaching is that if you're consistently in the Lord's face on your, and, and, and in the Lord's word, you're going to grow. And healthy pastors lead healthy churches. Whenever the leaders of the church in, in the New Testament were growing, the church was growing. And I've seen the same thing in my ministry. When I was growing, my church was growing. When I wasn't growing, my church wasn't growing. And so I know it's very simple, but I think we go back to basics. We go, am I spending enough time in prayer and the ministry of the Word, or am I neglecting that? If I'm not growing, how can my church grow? Mm. Mark, you have written quite a bit on the subject of pastoral leadership. Uh, from, from your writing and experience, could you pull a, a few principles of pastoral leadership that uh, have particular application to preaching? You know, about 10 years ago, I was on my first sabbatical, and I know this has happened to you. It's happened to me when, when a verse just kind of comes alive that you've known, you've read, you've taught, you've memorized, and that's what happened to me 10 years ago when I read the Great Commandment, and I saw the words first and greatest, protos and megos. There's, this, this is my priority, and I'd always aspired to that point for 20 years to be a great commission pastor. And that's admirable. But when I decided I think I need first to be a great commandment pastor, I need to get my relationships in order, first with Jesus, and then my neighbor, uh, my nearest neighbor means nearest one. And so I started to reprioritize my, my life and my calendar based on those priorities. I started each day in the gym with a friend instead of with Jesus. And so I restructured my priority based on those great commandment priorities, starting my day with Jesus. My next nearest one would be my wife and then my kids and my church and friends and, and even loving myself was part of the great commandment. And so pastoral leadership starts with self-leadership. And so that's kind of the, the guiding light for me and for this ministry is um, to support both the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. I needed, it needed to be reflected in my calendar. I often hear uh, pastors and, and certainly those of us who are professors of pastors, we often talk about how faithful biblical preaching produces healthy churches. But from your perspective, what, how, how does that happen? How, why is it that Good biblical pre preaching produces healthy churches. How does it produce healthy churches? Well, churches are living 
organisms or the body of Christ and the body the body needs to be fed needs to be fed well and consistently and with the milk and the meat of the word of God and so text driven consistent expository preaching does that it fulfills that promise and it kind of keeps us from being baited or tempted into uh, topics that light our own personal fire and so I believe that you know good Faithful preaching of the word keeps its promise that not return void. And so it's not so much about me as it is, you know, God and his word and his people. And to be a, a, a vessel of that means I've got to be faithful to preach what he says and not just the stuff that I like. Hmm. Uh, let me mention, Mark, that you do have a website, markdance.net, and you've got a lot of great content on there. On your website, you have written about preaching through cultural chaos, and you have there one of the most tweetable statements I have ever seen anyone write down, but I want to get it right. You said that pastors are, uh, a pastor should be a shepherd, not a sociologist, Pastors should be apologists, not pushovers, evangelists, not experts, and preachers, not politicians. <laughs> Can yeah. you elaborate on that statement? It's a great statement. It certainly has a lot of rhetorical flair and balance to it. But yeah. talk to us a bit about that. Well, we all, uh, every pastor is a different person with a different personality and interests and opinions. And right now, it's so easy to share our opinion so quickly and loosely but we cannot, we cannot speak only for ourselves, right? And we are connected to our ministries. We're connected to the institutions we, we've uh, been at. And, and so what we need to do is go back to our core calling and just be pastors. Pastors are pastors. They're not all of these other things. And our people don't expect us to be. They don't expect us to be experts in these different disciplines. And so we can have an opinion about them, but when we speak, the weight of those words uh, carries with it um, a lot of responsibility. And so our people will take that and, and it will influence them. So we just need to be careful there to, uh, to do what God told us to do and, and uh, no more, no less. Mark, one final question, and, and it has two parts to it. Uh, we want to ask, what most encourages you about pastors and preaching today, and what changes would you like to see? First of all, what encourages you? Greatly encouraged by the trend of young pastors who are putting their families first. Um, to be honest with you, and this is a very broad generalization, but the generation after me, and next week I turn 52, so the generation before me, I should say, uh, generally was assumed that you would put your ministry first, that you would put church first, and that meant that you were putting God first. Whereas God says, I want you to manage your home and manage your household. And so young pastors, I think, intuitively are shepherding their homes very intentionally, and, and I like that. I'm encouraged by that. Another trend would be related is that they're allowing themselves friendships within the church. That was another no-no just one generation ago. It was assumed when I became a pastor and stated openly that you were not supposed to become friends with church members because of favoritism, perhaps, um, politics, whatever. But that led to a lot of isolation. 
Solitude's good, isolation's bad. And, and why on earth would we lead a family and not be a, a part of that family? And I'm encouraged that young pastors are allowing themselves to get close to their, to their people. It is a little bit risky, but I believe it is a strong ingredient for long-term pastoral health and for finishing strong later. What changes would you like to see made in, in preaching and pastoral ministry? I think that, that the, the main change would be mentoring. I, I would love to see more pastors initiate a mentoring relationship with someone with at least 10 more birthdays than them. And I think that applies to everybody, not just young pastors, but all pastors. And I realize that the more birthdays I have, the smaller the pool is. But even if you get uh, to where you're, you're finding a peer to walk through the challenges of life and ministry, um, no pastor should live life and lead ministry alone. And so I would love to see more pastors letting their guards down around one or two other people, whether it be a, a Paul-type friend or Timothy or a Barnabas or all three. Uh, that would encourage me greatly if we could kind of be a, you know, an Aaron and her to each other more. Our guest on Preaching Source today has been Dr. Mark Dance. He's the director of Lifeway Pastors in Nashville, and he also writes on his website, markdance.net. Mark, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been my pleasure.